Yo, uh, this is a podcast I did with uh, ex-co-host Mickey. Uh, it was so fun. Uh, I love chatting with Mickey. Um, whenever ever I talk to him, he always manages to make me laugh. We go into depth. Well, actually, that's a funny thing with us too. We never go into much depth on anything. We just cover a lot of things on the podcast whenever we speak together. When, when, when we're together in person, we go very, very deep, like stupid deep to the point we laugh at each other. But th- this uh, this podcast, we cover a nice variety of topics it was just nice to nice to have a chat, nice to shoot the shit, and I completely uh, forgot about it. Um, I was going to sort of wait a couple of weeks before post anyway, a week or two. Uh, time passed. It's been a few weeks since we recorded it. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, it's a fun listen. Arrivederci, <laughs> in the words of Mickey. It's sponsorship time, ladies and gents. We're brought to you once again by Four Links. What exactly is Four Links? I realized my previous ad was a little convoluted, as passionate as it might have been. Um, what is Four Links? Four Links is a multi-course golf membership that uses a precisely engineered point system, flexible enough for any lifestyle. Members gain access to a growing list of golf courses, exclusive video content, and unique, unique experiences with just one monthly fee, giving you the option and variety to play wherever you want in the Four Links roster that covers Nevada, California, and Arizona. Um, does Four Links require a long-term commitment, you ask? Are, they, are these guys just keeping you in for like three years and, you know, and, and stealing of your money? No. Each billing cycle, month to month, renews every 30 days. You can cancel or pause your account at any time. They're good guys. They're nice people. Um, and... How do Falling's points work exactly? Well, you use them to pay for your tee times, depending on what plan you select, um, i.e. depending on how much money you pay per month, determines how many points you get. You get a certain amount of points each month. Each plan is a different cost per point. No money is ever exchanged at the golf course, and green and car fees are always included. Perfectly social distancing, weird time, motherfuckers. Um, and I also need to alert you and push in a direction um, of Falling's new fantasy platform, the new way to enjoy the PJ Tour. Um, where you play head-to-head matches, you play challenge matches, there's all sorts of matches, you pick your winners. Fallings give you a great breakdown of uh, of each player and their chances for each week in the course, in the tournament, and myself uh, and Sam Kesson, the COO of Fallings, uh, discuss it in very much... Uh, very much detail um, on Tour Talk on a weekly basis to give you guys the best chance to earn points to play by playing fantasy golf. Guys, go check them out. Amazing company, fallings.com. Back to the motherfucking podcast. One. I, I was going to do just like a normal like a normal introduction. But I, didn't, <laughs> right. I, I, but I can't because you're on the other end of the line. Fair. How are you? Yeah, usually we're sat next to each other, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, man, I'm I'm good. It's been a it's been a long few weeks, and uh, I've been looking forward to this actually. So, thanks for having me on, Mitchell. It's okay, man. <laughs> thanks for taking the time. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Uh, have what you... episode number are we on? What is it? Eight, eight, oh, eighty-two, man, eighty-three? I... What is it? Let me have a let me have a check. A little checky doodah. Uh, season two, episode twenty-two. No, twenty-three. Nice. Episode twenty-three. I did one with Colin this morning. So, what's that? Uh, eighty-three. Yeah. Nice, nice. Hey, three. Have you been uh, been out on your bike today? No, I haven't. Uh, I did go out for like a walk and then start tipping it down with rain. Um, classic. So yeah, the bike's been in, in the garage for a while, but I need to get out on it. It's so, it's the only thing that's keeping me sane during this lockdown. 
Um, I mean, you know the garage quite well that I sit and operate out of, and there's no windows, so (laughs) (laughs) the depression pit. Yeah, 100%, man. So when you're spending 10 hours plus in here for a day, it gets a little bit long. Um, So the bike's been like spreading my wings big time. (laughs) At least, at least, at least it's not covered in uh, spray paint and inhaling fumes all day. Yeah, no, I did spray paint um, the wall behind me a little bit, actually, alive on a, on, on a stream the other day. Um, and about 20 minutes after the stream, I was just like, oh, God, I'm feeling it now. Um, but it wasn't anywhere near as much as the Just Jacks logo, which is still sitting there on the wall. That was that was bad. <laughs> that, covered, um, did that, cover like, that covered like the whole office in like dust, didn't it? Like in, in spray paint dust. Yeah, it was like, hey, I remember looking up to the light and it was like really hazy in the room. And I was like, ah, oh, that's why I'm feeling really lightheaded. It's <laughs> like, this paint's got nowhere to go. So it's just lingering in the air. Um, yeah, how's, that, how's the new setup? It looks clean as fuck. Yeah, it's good, mate. But I'm, I'm currently in my bedroom. Uh, it's it's, it's re- realities of having a flat, mate, isn't it? Um, yeah, true. So I've just been like, I've, you know, I'll, 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 I'll stick to my den. Um, she, she's been out loads recently. So I've had like the whole place myself. And it's been it's been nice at that, at that little studio thing um yeah. yeah i'm in my bedroom i'm gonna get i need to get some artwork sorted um i'm doing like a i'm sending will like a list of uh, a list of all the guests and he's gonna do like a festival like a festival like um lineup like a hero graphic like if, if that, well i'm guessing you've got the right term there i don't have a clue what that is but like like a great yeah like a graphic infographic of um of all the guests he'll think of some cool spin to put in it as well so could add some artwork to the to the mix yeah, no, that'd be cool. Um, you started videoing them as well now. Is that the score? Nah, you going to try I, and do I, that I, as much as possible or what? I am going to start videoing them because TikTok clips, like, for, like, man, like, honestly, YouTube, I should really be putting, should really be putting the stuff on YouTube. I, I probably will when I, I probably will, like, from, from this week or next week when I figure out how to fucking do it. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel with YouTube, like, it's it's a long slog, isn't it? It's it's like years before you build up the subscribership, before your videos get put in any sort of trending or on people suggested lists, etc. Whereas TikTok, yeah. mate, I can put a minute clip on of TikTok if it's short, punchy, funny, meaningful, educational, inspirational. Like, yeah, it's gonna get fucking it like goes. it. It goes like fucking. I'm a no one. I'm an absolute fucking no one in like on on the online world. And I put a video up, a shit, a, a shit like. It was a shit. Well, it's not a shit video. It was just like nothing amazing. It was just of a guy at Bransworth Castle Golf Club in Durham in the middle of winter, pick like pulling out a bit of turf out the green to show how you make golf holes. <laughs> and it's currently yeah. on six hundred thousand views. It's madness, man. And it's I like the crazy. It's crazy, man. Like, had, absolutely. <laughs> had Dua Lipa on, on the background in a hole coming out the ground, and for some reason, <laughs> I think as well, mate, because of the young audience, I put ever wondered how golf holes are made at the top in all like, <laughs> yeah, in, in, <laughs> but, but all the all like the ten, eleven year olds like, uh, no, I didn't wonder actually, like in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good thing though. If I you know. get negative comments, they seem to bang. So Lauren's hit her first one million video on TikTok. Um, <laughs> And she's just literally simple as this: shaved the mane. It's called hogging. Uh, shaved the mane off the back of a horse, just because you do it like periodically throughout yeah. the year, so the mane can grow in properly. And because loads of kids thought it was like de dehorning an elephant or dehorning <laughs> a rhino, essentially, they all just went tits at it. And we're like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and like, it's it's got it's got a million views because of the little bit of negativity. But then the sixty percent of it is. The guys who actually follow Lauren for the horses are going back, being like, "You're idiots. This is fine. Don't worry about it." She should, what what like, Lauren should do in the next video, mate. She should like collect all the hair off the mane and put it in a jar and put like ten pounds on it, potentially selling the the horse mane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or just put it on a make a rug out of it on the floor. <laughs> 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 
just to really wind them up. But yeah, I find I find that's the thing with TikTok though. The the kids are so immature, and they'll just the first impression that comes into their head is what they'll comment on. They'll not take it in. They'll not think about it. Not give it any perspective. Um, and I think that's why you get so much interaction with it because they're just engaging with what they see instantly. Uh, but 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 on that, when you say about YouTube and things, if you take that Charlie Demelo or, or what, what I don't know her name, but obviously she's number one on TikTok, she's killing it. Um, I believe she's linked her YouTube and Instagram to the TikTok, and I don't know the exact figures, but she's as a result of doing that, she's got millions. So when you're saying like with YouTube and stuff, if you just link your YouTube at the top of your TikTok, you're going to naturally filter down yeah, some content from there. Yeah, at the minute I've got like a podcast link in in, in that in that little section. Oh, sweet. Um, okay. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've like I, I have noticed the one the episode that I put in has had a few like a few additional listens as a result. I think. Um, so yeah, that, that 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 could be the, that could be the smart play. Um, but I think the other the other really interesting thing from a brand perspective is, mate, like on a few of these comments, I've just been like like lightly like roasting the person back. I think like okay. honestly, yeah. I think that could be a really strong brand play. It's just been like like uh, like I, I'm, I'm like religious on the fact that like next week I'm just gonna comment to anyone who says anything, just gonna comment saying like I fucked your mum, like all that sort of stuff. Because like <laughs> I know it's like I know it's like an I know it's like an all time comeback. Like no one ever you can never come back from a your mum comment. Like it's always no, it's don't. always funny, but it really angers like eleven year olds. It's like yeah, I'm like yeah, call, yeah. call me dad bitch. Like <laughs> and people all the people who see it'll just look at it and laugh the head off. Like the young yeah. people, I'm gonna re- like respond back. I'm gonna get a laugh out of it, and I think it's just I think it's just funny. Um, so no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna right. try that. But like Barstool, like how 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 would a Barstool sports react to a to a hater or something? They just like they just like take the piss out of them, wouldn't they? They're like fuck off. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't need what? you. Fuck off. That's the two ends of the spectrum, isn't it? There's one end where you do the Portnoy stuff and it works, and then you've got the other end of the Gary Vee stuff with the Killer McKindness and it works. It just depends on how you, you do an element of both and you're laughing, really. Yeah, but you <laughs> never know what they're going to get. <laughs> just confuse the fuckers. Like, yeah. it's weird for like, companies are so like used historically to try and be like clean, like really clean and whiter than white, aren't they? And creating like this sort of image, like this sort of PR image, perfect PR image. The best way yeah. to create a perfect PR image is just to be outrightly yourself because you don't have to like do any acting or like or or or, or think about what you're saying or what you're what you're posting because it's you. You're religiously you and like it, it, do you see what I mean? Like um Yeah, no, hundred percent. There's a there's a good segue here because I've been in you know in, in trouble recently at work in my new job. Not trouble. I had a couple of slaps on the wrist um <laughs> that we can talk about and uh, <laughs> it's quite funny. Um <laughs> Naturally, like the spelling mistakes have been a thing. Um, I've actually, we... well, of course, mate. I can't spell for shit. Yeah, I, thought, just... I thought people would just like be empathetic to the fact that you're not good at everything. Like you might not be able to spell very well. well. No, it's 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 not like a it's not like a bad thing. There's so one week into the job. So just to give context, guys, yeah, I started sorry. working for for Veloce Esports, um, esports company, as the social media and community manager. Never ever done this job my entire life, apart from like for our own personal stuff. Um, so I've never done it professionally. So I've always kind of just worked off my own autonomy. And I've never kind of had to consider that I'm representing a bigger brand in that sense. Um, so there has been a little bit of a learning curve there. But yeah. <laughs> so what I would do is I would I was obviously tweet out whatever. And about a week in, my boss came from upstairs and he was like, Mickey, I think you should get Grammarly. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. What have I spelt wrong? He was like, a few things. <laughs> I was like, okay. So obviously got Grammarly. That was the end of it. My spelling's now impeccable. And uh, Grammarly is actually really good. Like, no, they're not paying for this ad, but they are really good at like addressing how 
assessing how well you've spoken in it. Like they give you a tone, like, will this come across aggressive? Will this come across really in a certain way? It's so wow. good, mate. It's free. It's just like a honey thing, just an extension on your browser, download it, and it'll just read what you've typed and be like, good job, or that sucks. Why don't you try this? It's so good. Oh, wow. Um, so it helps with, with like all sorts of writing, to be fair. So copyright. Uh, I have copyright in general. Yeah. Essentially, if I had that at uni, it would have been sick. Uh, another one, uh, just this is more relevant to what we were saying before, how like the world is a little bit different and, and stuff and people, you know, how, how you react to it. We, <laughs> I, uh, I put a post about the Gulag, which is this 1v1 arena in Call of Duty, uh, Warzone. It's genius because you get loads of cool bite-sized pieces of content. When you die in the game, you get a chance to come back, but you go into this 1v1 prison and you have to, you know, 1v1 somebody else who's died. Um, and it's like this dungy little gulag based off some Russian war camp. And it's pretty cool. And someone did a meme um, of the guy who owns the zone going, oh, hello, in like his London accent. <laughs> and it was captioned when Hitler and Bin Laden see Kim Jong-un join the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, you know, it's a funny thing. So I, uh, is, he, I re- is he dead, oh, by I the re- way? Po- Sorry, is he dead? No, I don't know. I don't, it hasn't come out yet, but no one's seen or heard of him for a while, so it seems pretty likely he's kicked the bucket, but I don't know. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> so I tweeted that out, and uh, my boss was like, and no, there's, there's a few people who kind of run the company, but one of the other ones messaged me and was like, uh, Mickey, delete Instagram right now. I was like, oh, what have I done? I had a look. I was like, oh, is it the, the, the Gulag post? He's like, yeah, it's like some of our potential investors are Jewish and stuff. Like, don't reference Hitler. I was like, okay, fair enough. Um, I understood it. I got the reference and put it down. <laughs> in my defense, I, was, I wasn't as if I was trying to say he was a good guy or anything. <laughs> oh, mate, the world's scared. Everyone's dead. scared of being like saying something that's going to offend someone. Man. You're just fucking saying something funny. But I did, yeah, I did, I did get it, and that and it's kind of been a learning curve for me to kind of realize, right, Mickey, yeah. you are representing like a you know a, a bigger organization. You know, you're not just re- representing yourself anymore. So that. Um, but I think I've got all the kinks out now. Uh, <laughs> 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 we'll see. But no, I'm loving it. Um, it, it is good fun, but it's still a lot, man, because I've never done anything like that before. What's it? What's it like? Like joining a company, like essentially fully remotely. Like, how have you found? How have you found like making sure you're involved in the culture when, like, probably when you were the last hire, I guess, before coronavirus, everyone else is used to meeting each other. More of a, got more of a relationship. Like, how have you found like settling in on a, on an online in an online capacity? Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. It's actually been it's been better um, for me settling in, in my opinion, because we've been forced to communicate a lot more than if we were to in the office together. So, so when I started, we had three weeks or so where I would spend in the office. I had, I had three solid weeks with everybody, and a lot of us operate on one floor, and then. Uh, Rupert and Jack, who are um, CEO and one of the co-founders who operate up top, uh, both directs the company. And then we've got Jamie, who is another founder of the company who operates on our floor, kind of like, you know, interacting with us all. So we didn't get a huge amount of interaction with Rupert and Jack um, on a day-to-day basis. And to the the point where I hadn't really had a conversation with Jack uh, the entire time I was in the three weeks in the office. Now that we're working remotely, we are always on a full team call every Monday morning and every Thursday, which didn't happen back then. Um, And I've had multiple phone calls with all of the guys who are running the company, which I don't think would have happened anywhere near as quick if we were kind of going full guns blazing in the office. So working remotely has actually benefited the communication. We've been forced to communicate way more efficiently than before. Mm. Um, So that's been really good, actually. 
the only negative is we can't do any like in real life content um which i think once we get back to it that's what we'll be able to kick off and, and focus more on the content production whereas at the moment it's just company communication and making sure we're getting as much out there as we can that's that's uh yeah that, that, that's it's interesting like the, i guess it's a similar thing with with, with 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 my work um certain people are like this this is one girl who in the office is pretty shy and timid then on zoom hmm. she's just like the most really confident now going and just completely different it's weird isn't it like how how people uh react differently um and, and being like being like a sales company is that like old adage isn't it? like oh sales companies you got to be in the office like all hours of every day to be like to create a, a culture of, of winning and selling and blah 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 um yeah and then we've had to immobilize like 240 people like within a week and like yeah the result on is good because it's fucking covid but everyone seemed to have adapted really well and it's nice from my perspective because i know for a fact going moving forward there's no way the company can't adopt uh working from home um yeah policy for, uh, policy where like look I, I definitely do want to be in the office like i'm not i'm not keen to be working from home every single day it, it, I, I, it's just it's a bit too like it gets a bit boring. It's not like lonely. It's just, it's just you, 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 you're always like, I, I like interacting with people, I vibe off them, you get your best ideas. Sometimes someone's energy picks you up for a few hours that you wouldn't have had at home. Um, so I think like the mix is a perfect thing, but it's kind of been a blessing in disguise because now, you know, the managers who are so like overtly against it and be like, oh no, that's for these new mushy companies, you know, like, they, they, <laughs> like they, just, they just didn't understand. And now they, now they get it that they, there's actually infrastructure there that enables a seamless working day online. Yeah, because it's always been possible. And it's interesting to hear it. Like, you, you make a good point. Like, a lot of people are just against it because it's change. And a lot of people do kind of just, you know, avoid change as much as they can because whatever they're doing right now is working. Mm. Uh, but you don't know if it's going to work any better or, you know, if more efficiently if you just try something new. And I, I think shit ton of companies are going to start closing their premises down um, and just get the guys to work from home because it's, that's a, one of the biggest operating costs of a company is paying for you're overheads of a building yeah mate like I, i'm i'm so convinced that like uh companies are just going to operate this like sort of they're going to change it off change an office location every week and just have two days in a random office every week and these companies commercial these commercial like uh units are usually you know you um used to selling to you know, selling the premises to to bigger organizations might have to start looking at them as like a an event production space as opposed to like a business space like a commercial space yeah do you know, when you see like people use the homes to like be in a be in an interview or be in a in a movie or whatever? I think that's what like businesses are going to turn to because you think about a company like Barclays who've got like massive offices with like thousands and thousands of people and they've realised they don't actually like they don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! All like, that money. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I th honestly, yeah. I, th I think we I think we might be the same. I, I haven't I haven't asked for anything, but like it, it's likely that they're going to assess the situation. Um, It'll be interesting to yeah, change and, anyway. And it's it's an interesting aspect because obviously I think of a lot of things from hotels and, and obviously working in the golf club and the hotel industry before. Um, a lot of these these companies are under threat and are worried, but I think they'll pick up more business from these businesses that will be doing more meetings, you know, more monthly meetings. You'll just have loads of different faces through the door. You just have to adapt and make sure you provide sick working space for these companies who do want to come in once a month and meet up with their employees or even once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, on, on TikTok, actually, just, I know going back to that, a lot of people who have been, you know, working and things like that and are now furloughed and whatnot, the, the, the TikTok's ramped up. 
Uh, and obviously your content on TikTok's ramped up massively. And, you know, whenever I go on and check it, it's like consistent growth. So, you know, have you seen any other golf companies jump on a TikTok yet or anything like that? Or You know what, you know what it is, mate? Pretty... It, it, it's mad, right? Because whenever you see like a shift a shift to a platform, people are always dubious about the start. Like same with Facebook. and Instagram was just a, a place for where photographers put the pictures. Like that mm-hmm. was, that's essentially what, what it was. And it's, it's, it's like mad how you, I've seen golf content creators on Instagram who've been successful and even on YouTube that have just almost like been so ignorant at TikTok because they've got to start the work again. They almost, I, th- I think yeah, they kind of feel okay. like they're, they're established in their realm or whatever. I don't like, I, I just think there's a bit of like a, a bit of an ego trip involved because I don't know why you wouldn't move there. It, it, saying that it's for kids is bullshit. Like, yes, the yeah, kid, yes, so kids started on it, but like the, the demographic gets, gets older and older and older. There's a billion, there's like a billion users. You think there's a billion kids on it. Like, no, like yeah. so someone that shocked me is actually, is like Eric, Eric Lang, like, Arguably, why I think he, he he produces the best quality golf content out there. I know he's probably not the most mm-hmm. subscribed to. I think Rick Shields is probably better than him. But for me, his content shits on Rick Shields every day of the week. Um, I agree. Like every day of the week. No offense, Rick. No, well, just our opinion. Yeah, and like, he, he's also, he's got plenty of people who follow him like him, but his, his content's just exactly. just not on the same level of quality is is eric's um, it's more art i'd say eric's goes down the art route doesn't he he like hits your feeling part he tells it he tells a story it's more of an adventure there's more diversity to it rick just hits balls again to simulate all the time just challenges on the course but there's people yeah. who enjoy that so it's like it's fair game it's whatever but like i, I feel like quality wise from f- film production like uh artistic storytell i feel like eric lang's the, the, the like leading the way and he, he's not on tiktok yet and it's like it's like, That's wow. a shock, actually. It's, it's I'm like shocked you've got that. like thousands of clips that you could like. You can make emotive clips. You can make funny clips. You can do like. You, there's all sorts of. Like, it's endless what you can do. Like, why wouldn't you try and get like the next generation onto you now? Because you, you're giving an you opportunity know, for another person to to take your spot. Like, I, 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 one. I just don't know why he's have not. You, have you gone? Because I know, I know, Eric's been like, kind of like the one Pokemon we've not been able to catch for the podcast um just yet and he will come on the show eventually but to speed up the process there's an element of you could create eric lang a tiktok uh and post all of his stuff for him and then you know maybe two weeks down the line be like there's ten thousand followers by the way <laughs> do you want to come on the show yeah i get, I get what you mean like f- 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 find the value prop um but, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm almost i'm almost definitely certain that he, he knows what tiktok is he knows there's organic reach there just but, I'm, not to but do I, it. I'm even more certain just looking at his content that he's like you know i don't think it's for the right to, I, I feel like he's I, I don't know maybe his artistic sort of uh mind and his in his sort of a pre like his is i guess his eye for quality is perhaps like like maimed him what a like turned yeah, him away from I but I, I don't know i haven't spoke to the guy like I, there could be a whole host of reasons why why he hasn't done it um what about if you could because you, from your perspective obviously you know is like a i i see just jacks very much in a similar light to like well it is it's media it's a golf media company you can kind of post anyone else's golf content and you know it flies and you credit them uh, have you put any out of curiosity any of Eric's stuff on your TikTok yet? I've put I put one on where you can't you see him. It's just like a cool thing he did with the um, he he drove the ball he, the angles from the golf ball off a tee and the tee does loads of cartwheels and lands perfectly back as a tee. Um, I credit do I, well. 
I credit him then. Uh, I don't remember his stand out doing well, but Fair. I know for a fact yeah. if I did one of his like flyover ones where he, like where he narrates, where he does like a narration on a golf course, like, I'm going to start doing like um, do you like it? So pretend there's a golf course flyover is the is the video and me and me mm-hmm. just like educating the person about the the, the viewer uh, about the golf course with text involved as well. I'm going to do that with players like here's Justin Thomas, turn pro X year, this amount of wins, this amount of career earnings. But the educational stuff does really well on TikTok as well. Um, yeah. So, like, it's just a bit of a daft video that was satisfying to watch, right? That is a good view. Like, oh, that looks lush. Um, but it's, yeah. only, it's only one video. And, and I have got, since the last, over the last two weeks, I've had, like, a like a much more um, continuous sort of streamline of traffic. Whereas before, it was just one video up, people on that video, and then away. I've got videos working in the background now that are still continuing to, to yeah, grow. Do you know what I mean? Like churning. It's yeah, yeah. Still churning. So it's, that, that could be a good point. that's the beautiful thing about TikTok um, is, is the algorithm so much more efficient than Instagram. Like, you want an Instagram post being and gone, it's never coming back. Whereas, let's say Just Jax gets another 10 followers today and they like your most recent three or four posts. TikTok knows that they like your content, so they will just periodically take your old stuff and put it on their feed and be like, there's another Just Jax one for you because we know you like it. And like it regurgitates your content for it to spark again. And that's what's so genius about it. It's, it's a very fair gr- playing ground. It isn't biased to the time you've posted it. It isn't biased to how many followers you've got. It's not biased to anything. It's only biased to how good the content is. Yeah, I, I love that, man. It, 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 we're still such a young queue of it. Whereas I think if I think if I like smash it for six to 12 months, I could actually really establish like a, a, a quite quite a large following um mm-hmm. of course I, I can deploy the, the the business idea against and obviously grow the grow the podcast in the in the um in the interim um and i, I need to be smarter i guess about how i'm using the, the the podcast content to to then put into tiktok like there's so much stuff i could do like with the, with the amount of conversation we've had i feel like rec- we've recorded like there's 83 episodes like probably average it's probably like over 80 between 80 and 100 hours worth of recorded footage of just conversations there's tons of clips i can take from that and put over a, a funny video or a flyover or or whatever like there's tons of stuff you can do with it you see you keep yeah. learning how and the, the thing is what i've realized is like in my head I'm, i I always thought like right get it to a certain size year three years however far down the line and you can just employ someone to worry about that but what you've what i've sort of come to realize is it's actually a core like a core skill and such a, a needed skill is is creating video content on your mobile phone. Like I think I think it's a skill that everyone needs to learn. Whether you're someone who doesn't even want to who doesn't want to be a videographer like me, I've got no interest in shooting stuff for a living. But like I feel like as a core skill, just like writing, just like like just like business acumen, just like how to conduct yourself in office. I feel like creating video content on your mobile phone is just like a staple that you need. Yeah, I would agree with that. 100% from 2020 forward. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, like, again, I know we turn to very sort of similar people every single time when we kind of benchmark these sort of things, but Gary V doesn't have a laptop. No, exactly. Yeah, he just, he does his entire business from his phone. And I know he operates in a market where he only needs his phone, which is very fortunate. And he himself doesn't edit. Maybe his editors have a laptop and stuff like that. But I know he does a lot of his own content and he does a lot of it you know, just off the cuff. And the more you do on your phone, the more you will become off the cuff because you'll be like, when you edit, you'll be like, oh, I could have done that quicker. I could have done this better. You know, you do less takes. And then eventually you might not even need to do editing on your phone. You might just have to film it on your phone and it's ready to go raw because you're so efficient with it. Yeah, mate, yeah, you're so right. And like, 
if 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 I learn how to learn how to get better at it, as the as the content goes up and develops into a business, then like then you can palm it off. But to get to that point, you need to you need to put out content. Your content to fuel. You need to work out how to put good content that's going to create value for people watching. And to do that, you need to be able to actually create videos and create imagery and 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 do good copywriting that's going to engage and entice and like inspire people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's one for you. I'm curious to get your pick on this. What I've been thinking about this quite a bit recently, and yeah. I I feel now, as a company, you are you have such an advantage if your figurehead, CEO, etc., is involved with the content, like is kind of like forefronting it. So I almost feel like anyone who's just starting their own business, like I would encourage them to be the content themselves, like very much like the Portnoy approach, the Hundred Thieves approach. I think these companies are so successful because they are just, a, it's an open door policy on the internet and it starts with the guy at the top. And mm. then naturally that unintentionally gives permission to the guys below him to do that as well. So yeah. big cat, always on it. KFC, always on it. If you're sitting at Barstool and you see your boss's boss and the boss's boss always on content, it makes, it's kind of giving you a free pass to be, oh, I'm allowed to do that as well. Like I can just film whatever I want. And as a result, the whole company is just so much more efficient with content because the quantities there and the quality is just refined out by the the market. Yeah, it's like it's like integrate. Yeah, it could an integrated part of the culture. They're able to put out a sh- like the sheer volume they can put out is so much more than a company who has to have a, a social media policy or a posting policy or like com video with like without other people's but like all these little things that just take time and create obstacles. Like yeah. it's just a losing strategies. Like it just like you say. If the person from the top does it, like it just flows down throughout the organization. It's a content-driven business. You are consider yourself a media company first and foremost, um, and then you whatever you do afterwards. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, there's. Uh, I was looking at TikTok, uh, Twitter today. Sorry, just to check out handles because we start we started a podcast for Veloce the other day. Um, it was the very first episode, and the guy who's doing uh, all the producing and editing, Hayden, he was like, "Oh, Mickey, what's your Twitter handle?" I was like, "Oh, actually, I haven't really." I mean, I've got a Twitter handle. I've got two Twitter accounts, but neither of which are really active. So I was thinking to myself, I don't, I don't really know which one to give you here because they're both pretty much duds. Um, and then I looked today and I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if the rest of the guys who work for the company, like the, the filmographer, the editor, special effects guys, all of those are very active on Twitter and they're very bought into to Veloce and they, they all love working for the company. All of the handles of like Veloce Callum, Veloce Isaac, Veloce Hayden are available. So I was thinking, like, why don't we all just put Veloce in our handle and we can, like, when we interact together and stuff, it just creates more of, like, a community environment. Mm. Uh, and there's also, I just feel like, for me, obviously now being the community manager and the, the social media manager, I need to kind of throw myself into social media more than I ever have done before. Um, and, yeah, I just feel like that is one one positive way to do it or try it at least. Um, yeah, it's almost like you need to get past like the like you've always been involved in the surface level shit, like like who's doing good stuff, like why is it funny, blah blah. But now you actually like, well, actually like really, what are the actual tactics to generate it to generate a community that's like um, that's that, that's that's together, tightly knit, you like you're, where you're close to your customer, and it, it's a, it's actually a lot more it, it's a lot more of a difficult question, intricate question than, than people probably than probably p- people might think, like. People have got such like a um a generalized like uh cliched view on social media, don't they? It's like yeah. when when people actually understand its power if used 
if used correctly, especially from a business's point of view. Like for Locha, like the ability for you to to create like engaging content that that grows a community that you can deploy that attention against is 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 the business. Like the eyes on the business is the business, isn't it? That's like any of us. Like how do we get attention onto our product or service or brand? Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and they've done a great job. At it, you know, prior to me coming on board. Um, and you know, we're just trying to figure out the best ways to step. But very fortunately, coronavirus hit and it's forced, literally forced our hand um, to create a virtual GP event that kind of just blew the roof off the the sports industry. Um, and we, we're really lucky on that. And that's doubled all of our social sites. But now we're in a situation where it's like, right, we've done that. We've kind of jumped on that train. We we you know we've got the acceleration boost that we needed mm. and that train doesn't go forever of course so now it's like right we've seen like a decline in numbers on the live live sort of streams and such from the very start and we're now trying to figure out ways to kind of come out of the gates from corona essentially um and that's that's where we, we're having to do a lot of brainstorming and figure it out because and i imagine a lot of companies are in that scenario it's like oh shit right what do we do next once something's gone so successful you almost expect that same success to continue but unless you change, it's never going to continue. Yeah, mate, that 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 model of like constantly evolving and change. You 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 created your like, you created your sort of your honeypot, right? And then and I was that was the GP or whatever. But like like you say, that's not going to sustain you forever. What you need that to do is sort of like encourage you to get into the mindset of like you need to constantly be evolving and constantly be changing. And I can imagine yeah. you're you're now like, right, we've we've kind of got a little bit of attention on us now. How do we come out of this? Is like a phase clan or is it a hundred thieves or whatever, like a thousand thieves, what they're called, sorry? hundred no, you're right, hundred thieves uh, first time. Or a or a hundred, like how do you come out of the other end of this? Is is like on that side of the fence, right? Where where your content creators are more of personalities and people are more interested in the culture of your business as well as the product services and, and, and stuff you do outside that, right? Yeah, no, no, 100%. Um, yeah, no, you, you're right. And it's a case of doing that. I mean, we have started doing, I know me and you have spoke about this quite a bit with like how powerful the live streaming element is. And, you know, we're very fortunate to have access to, you know, resources within the company and a lot of people. And, we, we're now trying to do like a live stream schedule where everybody's doing something within the company all day, every day. Uh, and I actually wanted to do, to jump into this because I'm obviously conscious that a lot of the listeners are golf related. Um, and we've seen like a huge influx in, in online sports. You see people playing, you know, Madden online, um, NBA 2K online. Um, have you seen or even have considered like jumping in with, with the PGA games or anything like that? What, what in terms of like, what, setting my live own competitions? Uh, yeah, just is anything like that? Or have you seen anyone doing similar? Uh, I, I have I, I, I haven't really considered. I, I've understood that it's going to be a good idea, but like I haven't even tackled it. Like I couldn't do it during the week. I have to I have to do it on weekends. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I guess it, I guess it, look, it would be a good idea from a community perspective. But no, I haven't done anything with it. I've seen um, there's a guy called Seb called Michael Brown who I had on uh, last week. Yes, um, and he's. He's done something called the Isolation Invitational, which is a, a WGT uh, game. Now, I think the European Tour own this own this game. I think they own the. Do they own it? No, Top Golf own it. Top Golf okay, own WGT. Cool. It's like it's probably the most successful golf mobile game, and I've seen and, and that's created a little bit of interest. But like, I don't know, mate. Like, I, I don't see many people playing playing golf games online. I don't think it, like. 
I don't know what the numbers would be now if you went on Twitch and saw how many people were streaming Tiger Woods PGA Tour. But I think that's because it's the accessibility. What's this game that you're talking about? Again, WD Golf. WGT. WDG. WGT World Golf something. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. WGT. World Tour. World Tour Golf or something. Oh, yeah, we go. Okay. Yeah, World Tour Golf. Okay. And is that a mobile game? Or that, that, how that, does that work? Originally mobile. Uh, yeah, originally mobile game, yeah. Okay, but, cool. But, yeah. but you can play your PC now, definitely. Because that's how that's how everyone played. That's how everyone played uh, on the isolation invitational. They're on the on the PCs. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. Because whenever I kind of see like the downtime of a lot of the esports players and things like that, like even a lot of these F1 drivers, so many athletes are taking up golf in their spare time. And I think that's going to grow even more after this Corona thing because it is one of the sports where social distancing is just part of the sport anyway mm. because you, you're never going to hit your ball within two meters of somebody else's or it's very rare. And if you do, if you're standing two meters within the guy who's hitting the ball, that's pretty close anyway. Like, you, you keep your distance naturally. Mm. I honestly feel like there's an element where esports and, and all of these influences are going to come together with golf and i just feel like it's brewing i know you, you identified it before you even started just jacks and i can just see it simmering away in the background and, and getting close to boiling point and i am just waiting for that one big event where two kind of worlds are going to collide whether that's you know other sportsmen doing some sort of massive program or, or esports itself and i feel like this looking at this top golf thing there's an element now where this this could come together because Top golf is for everybody, quite literally. Like, who doesn't want to go and sit in a booth, eat chicken wings, have a beer, and and chat with your mates? And then there is an option to go smash some golf balls there if you if you want to. If you don't want to play golf, you're still doing what you would have been doing in a restaurant or bar. Yeah, mate. It's it. Top golf is top golf is amazing because, like you say, you can enjoy like it, it's a foundation in which to enjoy golf how you see fit. Get pissed, hit a few balls, have some chicken wings, go with one of the friends to spend some time with him. Actually, take it seriously, practice in your game, or you could have a competitive game because they've got it, it's a it's a gaming related, interactive gaming related sort of uh, concept. Or it's a great yeah. it's a great way to get the family out, right? Like it, it's such a good way to introduce like a six year old to to golf. It's taking this like all singing, loads of music, loads of lights, loads of celebrations, like an exciting like. Um, in a, an exciting place to go to, to you know, in which to consume and and and, and try golf. I, th I think you're right, mate. Like I, I do think golf is gonna it will boom again. I honestly do. Um, I think it'll become a fashionable sport at some point. Um, you've seen a lot yeah. of you've seen a lot of uh, you've seen a lot of hip hop artists sort of get into it and be quite vocal about it. Macklemore is really is is creating a golf and apparel line. I think people are starting to recognise that it's an industry that is so stuck behind the time that there is a lot of opportunity for growth there because there's a lot of change needed and required. Um, and mm -hmm. so that in itself is attracting people because they know there's an industry there that that needs to needs to shake it up almost. Um, yeah. In terms of like how how that how that sort of plays out and I, I don't know um you're right i think like i think there could be a cool collaboration with a, with some like melbourne golf are pretty close at right where they're working with like um schoolboy q schoolhouse q schoolboy schoolboy q mm -hmm. he's, he's a pretty big hip-hop artist like i think if you see like golf brands uh golf influence interact with with big influences from other from the other areas from music and entertainment and uh and fashion then that's when i think it'll start to get really hot yeah, yeah, it's no, 100%. It's like when Drake played Fortnite with Ninja. That put Fortnite on the map in an even bigger way than yeah, ever before. Exactly. And, that, and there was no looking back from that point. Yeah. I've, so I've, as soon yeah. as, yeah, 
as soon as you get one massive influencer from that particular niche being very vocal and heavily involved with golf, but playing with Tiger Woods or something like that, it's almost like it's going to take like a nade shot who, for reference, owns 100 Thieves, the esports team, who is obsessed with golf now, to do a round with like one of these major players. And they're always going to film it because that's what they're in. They're in the content game. They film everything. It's going to take that and it'll just boost off from there. All the gamers will all of a sudden be like, oh, I, I, I'm always being told by my parents to get outside. And now I've just seen you know the biggest golf game in history between two different industries or whatever of recent times. I'm going to try golf now. Yeah, I, I, I think as well it could be done in, like a, in a very sort of visual way. Like if I was to host like, like this is all hypothetical, right? But like, let's, yeah, say, let, let's say you host a, let's say you host a, host a golf day in the desert, right? You use a desert course, you use Rams Hill, for example. And after the, and after the round, um, there's like a really formal banquet in like a, in, in, a, in this beautiful marquee with the desert sunrise, uh, sunset setting, like, like a red carpet, like tuxedo event, like a, a highest cool. fucking event. But like, it's still, it's still got like casual feel at the same time. You get it. You invite like, had like between 50 and 100 LA influencers of like 750k plus to come to the golf whether they can play or not they can wear what they want when they play golf like try and just create these sort of like these avenues and rules that are just going to manifest and just un- unbelievable content you're mixing the golf and like culture worlds in this like in this beautiful setting in the desert where people are getting shit faced people are like playing <laughs> playing good golf they're taking the piss some people are shit like there's just endless good content with carts etc i feel like there could be a one-off event where people are like whoa do you remember that like that one event that, yeah. kicked, that, that kicked it all off like i feel like every every like re- every culture or every um sport has like a, an event that they can turn to and be like well that that's that sort of like set the precedent like i'm sure you could think now in esports what was like the big the big event that people like oh shit esports is a real thing now um it's it's come from i honestly think it was the, the drake thing the drake thing was the it wasn't an esports event as such but it is what put video games on the map more seriously mm. esports is actually hasn't it's been growing in, in kind of like silence in a weird way if you go back to like 2005 for example and look at like the dota or, or league of legends stuff that's been going on behind the scenes even csgo has been like creating audiences to the size of football arenas like for for a long time it has just been 100 percent like the geek side of things like if you know what i mean no one's kind of paid attention to it and it, it's maybe popped up in a meme somewhere or whatever but they've been doing it on their own it's been growing slowly but surely to the point where all of these people are now adults in their own right who who have grown up doing this and they just don't give a shit about people who think it's bad it took the ninja and drake thing to be like esports is cool and if you don't think it's cool like they actually don't give a shit they're, they're having a great time and, and they're in a shit ton of money from it so i wouldn't say with esports has been one particular event but i 100 know what you're saying it was it was the drake and the ninja thing that put it on the map for people who aren't interested in esports yeah, yeah, it's almost like esports was in its pure state for a long time until it became culture relevant through collaborations with, I guess, accessibility. Right, a cool person, like a cool person in two thousand six who had interest in in playing sports online was least was was less likely to be able to do that because he'd have to research, go into some chat room, find out what equipment he needed from where. He just wasn't going to go through that much shit. Now you don't need you don't need anything. You need a Twitch account and. A, a, a stream yeah, in, a, in a game capture or whatever, and you and you and you're good. Like it doesn't t- it doesn't yeah. take much now. Uh, the same way I think with golf, if it can sort of 
it, if it can sort of present itself that the high we're golf, we've, we're not just an eighteen-hole rich country club sort of thing. We've got nine-hole municipal course where you can fuck around and get pissed on. We've got uh, fantasy golf where you can bet every single <laughs> week on golf. We've got eighteen-hole golf, a uh, bucket list golf where you can actually go dress up and like go to these unbelievable locations with beautiful houses and holes. You can do that. Oh, you can actually go away on. You can actually use these things as holidays. It's actually a great way to get away from your wife. Like, I know, say, or husband, also, yeah, say that in jest. But like, if people can understand that golf is more than just this one-dimensional thing, just like esports, people thought esports was just like geeky gamers playing with like lizards and dragons and dungeons and shit. Where I, do, do yeah. you, that was that was the concept. No, you're that was right. the perception. You're right. That was break the barrier down, yeah. and it's going to take someone in the market that you're interested in to break that barrier down for you. Like, you know, if you are absolutely huge on Zac Efron and you all of a sudden see him play golf, that's the barrier of golf broken down for you because you respect Zac Efron's opinion or whatever. That's, you know, it's just a case of, like you say, get as many influences as possible from as many different avenues as possible. And it's going to influx golf. You need like, if someone who had access to like the PGA tour events running, put on an event like that every single year, just like the total, like an open where you don't have to be a golfer at all to take part. You just have to, want to be interested in golf and help grow in the game that would be that would kill and like you say put on a huge party about it unfortunately i think a lot of these companies are so established and the guys up top it's very political it just it doesn't happen so it, it takes longer for companies like yourself and just jacks to kind of grow it and, and break it down from the bottom well that, that was the goal from that that's really why i start the podcast to speak with as many yeah. like i say bang on about all the time progressive unique and fun people brands and course help make the game more relatable and fun when actual fact like I've I've had the I've had the intention of having people on from all sorts of remits. Like I just haven't because I'm like stuck in the golf and there's so many different um, varied ways I can go about it. Just speaking to people in golf, but really, in essence, I should be able to get a physics professor from Doom University on the podcast, and that in turn should help golf because people who are interested in physics, you might get one guy listen to it and he's like, "Oh, this is a golf podcast. Uh, have a look yeah. at golf," and, yeah. and he might that that might be his gateway drug into it, right? Um, cool. Yeah, so I, 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 think, was... I think it's interesting. It's it's all about like every everything has its moment in culture. I feel like golf hasn't had its moment in culture maybe since Tiger burst on the scene, and you had that huge upsurge in intake then. I think I think it's brewing, and I think nostalgia sells, and I think history sells, and I think golf is just absolutely drenched uh, in history. It's just who's going to be the company or who, that tells the story the best or create that experience or do that collaboration. It's it's there for the taking. For sure. But yeah, yeah. No, no, Absolutely. you're certainly right. And I honestly, mate, 26 ratings, five star on, on the Apple podcast, like just proves the punch. And I was absolutely pissing myself at that rating that you posted the other day. Oh my God. Uh, it, it's quite, it's quite, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to find that and read out now. Fill fill, 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 fill in the dead time, will you, Mickey, please, while I look it up? Yeah. I'm actually, is it on, is it on Apple iTunes? No, I, I, no, I, well, I don't know. I, I just, I, I use, um, to you to sort of view all that now, I just use something called Chartable. Which is like okay, a cool. um, a free like uh, podcast analytics and like it basically if you want to see how your podcast is doing to the podcast it gives you the mm -hmm. list of like top hundred golf podcasts in America this this and, this. and right, anyway okay I'm with you. anyway yeah it, so it collect, you, you, you all find the reviews that. on that yeah I'm on it now and, uh, and, no oh, okay you got it sweet got it. yeah um, <laughs> read it out okay so <laughs> uh, the, the the title of the of the review is these foos sound funny. <laughs> I don't know if I should put an American accent. I'm just gonna go for it. Okay. So. Yeah, hundred percent. Go hard. But I think it's like I think it's Hispanic. I, I, let's see. Okay, let's see how. These fools sound funny. These, I can I can see it. It's this like these fools sound funny. 
whoever's reading this, yo, check this out. These videos are from America. I was like, what? But I had to listen because my homies had been on it. You know how it is. You got to support the homies because they'll buy you a Modelo when you golf. Once I listened, I was hooked like firm heroin. These dudes know what they're talking about and keep it moving. Doesn't sound like my homie cricket in his mom's garage. You know what I mean? Give him a follow or whatever and listen to or don't. They're not paying me. Either way, I'm listening to this. And that was from uh, That's awesome. Nylon 6. I'm guessing he's a friend of Jimmy Tropicana. Like, he's just got to be. It does seem like that sort of remit, but at the same time, you never know how far Just Jack's podcast has gone. So it could be from anywhere in the world. You might not know any of them. But... Well, actually, I can see quite clearly on the podcast analytics. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> right. We're posted from Tropicana Golf and Barbershop. Okay, it's one of Jimmy's mates, clearly then. No, I, 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 I can't see where the reviews come from, but mate, the countries is mad. Like, so the, these are the, you'll laugh at this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Top eight countries United States, United Kingdom. Okay. Australia, Canada, nice. Netherlands, okay. <laughs> United nice. Arab Emirates, Sick. and then Ireland, and then, you like this one, Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> Ghana, Ghana are number eight. It's like, it's, it's mad how you can just speak. It's mad how you can speak now and just distribute it to like, some random African country. I can't have some like, Somali pirates listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, you need to clip this with a picture of the person who's listening to the podcast over every country you said. USA, some you know massive guy with a burger oh, shit, with a headset yeah. on. Yeah. And click through and then get to Ghana, some kids that... Like, I, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. It is cute to get water. Like, that's just, like, insane, <laughs> mate. Like... <laughs> well, so you want me to create a video where it's just got like a stereotype from each country and they're all quite yes. they're all quite playful and then it gets to Ghana just some starving kid with like uh, with like flies flying in and out of his head like the <laughs> headset on though <laughs> it's got me some rich Ghanaian guy <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah of course mate I, actually on this this is a good point um if you ever were thinking of like testing out different influencer marketing stuff anybody out here apparently India right is like the highest population um, for people to have a mobile phone, but don't produce content. So India is like the consumption capital of the world of content, um, like compared to how much is being produced, if that makes sense. Because there's, um, there's rules and regs on it, isn't there? It's, it's, am, I, am I wrong? Well, it's, it's more the fact that they just don't have access to it. They've all got, they're all obsessed with iPhones. They all want, that's, that's their iPhones, like their treasure. Um, they built TikTok. They, they, yeah, well, exactly, and that because that's all it got consumed on. Um, but jo- Josh was saying he was reading an article about it the other day that India's the most the, the country with the most amount of people with phones compared to the amount of people that are actually making the content. So they're like the consumption capital. So I, even for like cricketers, for example, if you're doing any cricket content, just narrow down your field to India is a good case study as to how well it gets like received and consumed. Um, I just I, it was just a thought I popped into my head and decided to say I don't even really have any relevance to the just podcast. But, I, I, I might just yeah. get, I might just get <laughs> I might just get Paul Collingwood on the podcast, then run ads again, uh, run, run, run yeah. the ads to the podcast no. to Indians. Yeah, that would be that would be sick. I, I think that would I think that would work. But... <laughs> my listenership would go from uh, my top two would turn from uh, from from United States and United Kingdom to uh, to, to, to to India, India. and Bangladesh. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's funny though when you actually look at how how far that has reached and it is really it's insanity that you can just sit and put produce a podcast and send it out to that many people i don't know how anyone like, from ghana's picked it up it's mad isn't they it? even have golf they have golf in ghana i know like see that see that's, that's the other really interesting thing with golf mickey is it's every it's all over the world yeah. that's, that's what that's what i think is quite mad about it like 
something like basketball is just really transcend. I know other people are interested, right? But there's only there's one nation in basketball really, like on a on a big like, like the US yeah, is like kills it. Whereas golf is absolutely a worldwide, a worldwide, a worldwide sport, and a worldwide game. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that that, that 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 could be interesting. Um, I'm googling now. Ghana golf. Let's see if. Uh... See what it looks like. Wow, it's a thing. There's a lot of very green golf courses in Ghana. Is actually um, Ghana yeah. Golf. I am. Um, I've. I. I was thinking about this. Like, I need to get back over to the west coast to do something work related. Um, at okay. some point soon. Like a place I've wanted to go to for a long time, and I've. I have actually been, but I was like a kid. Is Hawaii? I'm desperate to get Hawaii. I mean, the golf courses look like something out of Jurassic Park. It's got amazing Everything. parties. It's 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 got volcanoes. It's got mint hikes. Like it's got that um the telescope. If it was a Hubble, something telescope. I forget the name of it. The Hubble telescope. Is it the Hubble the telescope te- where you can go Hubble and see? Telescope? You can go and see. You can go and watch stars, planets, everything from that thing. And I just it's got all my interests on one island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Like <laughs> I'm desperate to get no, there. The Hubble, the Hubble telescope's the one that's flying around in space. That's not oh. that's not the one in Hawaii. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Telescope Hawaii uh, is to uh, know the Manukia must be. It's 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 some famous motherfucker anyway. Um, it looks pretty cool, but yeah, that this Hawaii is definitely like a dream destination for a, a lot of activities. It's got everything that I'd want. Like, have you you've obviously seen film Just Go, haven't you? Because you you of course. you do a very good impression of the guy. The German shipholder. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren is his name. He calls him Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it, like he um. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! I don't think I do a good impression. Now. I just do an improv impression. It just it. makes it makes you makes you fucking laugh. Um, like even that sort of shit. So the the, the go like they go adventuring, like go down waterfalls, jumping lakes, all that sort of shit. It literally got my all my all my interests are there. Like everything that Just Jack's brand is kind of about is there. Um. So yeah, I'm 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 eyeing up eyeing up a Hawaii trip, definitely. Sick. And then you can uh you can upgrade your podcast cover art. Um instead of it with a mountain in the background, you can make it like a proper Hawaiian theme for a while. <laughs> well, <That'd be> sick. <laughs> I probably a got a little that. bit more in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, with the with the with the hula, hula skirt on and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh, hell. Man. Have you well, uh, yeah, we've jumped about so much in this podcast. Like, there's been zero structure to it at all, which I was not expecting, by the way, in any way, shape. But oh, no. <laughs> we've covered so many different topics. Mate, with, with, with us two on, like, a, in a conversation, even if you tried to give a structure, like, it just wouldn't work because we both need to be able to, like, speak a lot of shit to, to find what we want to say, like, and yeah. say as well. So I think you, you, need, that, you need that open forum. Um, have, you, have you seen much of uh, Elon in the news, mate, recently? No, not recently. Obviously, you put Starlink up there. Um, one of one of Jordan Bernard saw it uh, the night before. He put in our little group. He was like, "I swear to God, I've just seen fucking UFOs. I am pretty high, but I'm not 100 percent sure." Um, there was like 20 lights following each other in space. The next day, news came out it was like Elon Musk Starlink made loads of people shit their pants last night, <laughs> whatever it was. That's all I've heard of him recently. Why? What you got? Well, I, I haven't got much, but I just I, I actually saw I actually saw them as well. Um, when outside, oh, you're sick, did you? No, 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 not unexpectedly. My dad sent me a link with like the timings for each country to be able to see these things. And I looked awesome. up, mate. It was just, it was just incredible. Like a line of like fifteen UFO-looking things in a straight line flying, flying through like the sky. It's unreal. That man, and it, 
we and you talk a lot about them when we when we just speak anyway. Um, yeah. I remember we spoke about them on the podcast, and we were like, "Everyone's a fucking idiot." Do you remember when he smashed his um, smashed the window of his new truck on that on that sort of uh, on the marketing day? Everyone's like, "Oh, he can't even make it. It says it's bulletproof, and it won't even withstand a rock." I'm like, "Do you think <laughs> are you that stupid? You think Elon Musk has made that mistake? You think a guy who's designed and successfully <laughs> sent rockets into orbit doesn't know how to create a bulletproof window for a car? You dickhead! Like <laughs> he's the first person." Send them to space and then bring them back down again and land them. No one else has done that. Oh yeah, like, like, I, for, I forgot about that ingenious <laughs> bit. Yeah, and like I, th- I think it's like um, I think it was like some, like I think it's like a hundred quid deposit out of pay, non-refundable deposit initially. The amount of pre-sales he generated. I, I wish I had the figures in front of me. I'm actually going to remember for, what it was called. For what? For the Tesla truck. Oh, the Cybertruck. Yeah. No, I don't know what the the, the numbers were on it, but it was definitely called the Tesla Cybertruck, right? Yeah, I need to, um, it was sold out. Like they couldn't take any more orders, I believe. Also on November the twenty second, which I'm guessing was when it when it got released, Tesla sold one hundred forty six thousand Cybertrucks. <laughs> what on, the fuck? On one like day, seventy grand as well. On one day with the hundred quid deposits. That is just madness. He knows how to raise money, man. He's a genius marketer, and he's just. An, an all-around genius or whatever he goes into. Because he only goes into stuff he's confident on. That, that's literally it. He like When you watch anything on him, he's like, yeah, I, I figured out how to you know, send rockets to space because we as humans already know how to do it. So it's just a case of reading the books and doing the maths and the physics. <laughs> he generated 15 million quid in revenue just off a tiny little thing in one day. That's not, that's not like the days after. Like I, I think you're right. You're like People don't even speak about him as a marketer, but... He's a genius, genius marketer. Like the 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 not that this is not a flamethrower thing. Genius. So well, what he did with that one was he started with hats, didn't he? He said, "Right, I need something that's going to make ten thousand in revenue or hundred thousand in revenue." He's it's like, a right, joke. Let's... It's a joke, by the way. He just did it was a little. It's a little thing, didn't he, with his mates? Yeah, he was yeah. like, "Let's just try it." So he sold a hundred thousand caps at um, oh sorry, ten thousand caps at ten dollars each. Sold right. Okay, let's try and do a million. So he did the flamethrowers, and then it's just on and on. He, He's just so intelligent and he's, he's, he can do whatever kind of he wants. And if it doesn't make logical sense, he just doesn't do it. Like, if you ask him a question like, oh, when will flying cars become an answer? He'll sit there and think about it and like, well, it won't be a thing because it's not practical because of X, Y, and Z. And he puts it in such layman terms that it's like, oh, shit. Wow. That guy actually is a genuine genius. Yeah, man. He's Tony Stark. He is Tony. He is Tony Stark. Like he called that flamethrower thing the boring company as well, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, the not not a flamethrower. Do do not buy this. <laughs> sold. And, uh, they still bought it. <laughs> and then he dug the tunnel. That is the best one. The boring company digging the trying to solve LA traffic problems, and like no one would kind of support him, so he just bought a pot of land and started digging just to prove it. Mate, I I freaked myself out watching the Hyperloop video on uh, on oh, YouTube really? of of the whole design and build, mate. These the stations for these things are gonna look like the most futuristic mother. Like, uh, oh my god, I can't wait for the days that we're traveling around in little pods underground, mate. Like, it, it, it seriously looks so cool, so cool. The only thing, the only thing that he like he's off with is his timings. That's literally it. anything he's ever said in the past. It's kind of happened. It's just always a few years later. So I just really hope it happens like, while we're young and alive. I'm sure it happens because... when we're alive. It depends where you, what you define young as. <laughs> I, reckon, I, reckon, I reckon in 10 years it'll be a thing. That'd be so cool. Um, 
which would be yeah, which would be which would be so cool. Um, have you before before we get off? Because I appreciate, appreciate you've got stuff to do. Um, have you watched the last dance yet? By the way, no, I haven't. I saw you chatting about that the other night. Actually, yeah, was, I'm doing. Uh, a, I, sorry, go ahead. I've got like the when I'm working, I've got the WhatsApp group left because we do a lot of work via WhatsApp. So whilst I'm working, I've always getting in notifications of the group, so I kind of get it filtered through. But I never have a chance to go back to it. Well, tell me about it. What is it? So uh, basically, Mike. Mike so it's, it's basically about Michael Jordan, um, and about his, it's a te, it's a ten part um, ten part documentary. Two are released every every week. They come out on Netflix on on a Monday, um, and it's about the Chicago Bulls team from I think around eighty nine to to ninety nine, and essentially what that organization went through, how they got to where they got to, etc. But the footage, oh, it's got Pippin in it. It's got to, I've heard loads. Yeah, I, I, you know, Scotty Pippin is yeah. Yeah, which they basically I only heard from it from the rundown Barstool's podcast, but they were basically saying that he got nowhere near as much limelight as Jordan did, and he was just as good a player essentially, or something like that. So they got well, he wasn't as good, but like he was like yeah, he was like a bit more understated. So you had like Scotty Pippen, the guy called Dennis Rodman. Well, essentially, what you had was a team of like absolute one-off personalities who were just so different in their own ways, but so like driven, hardworking, determined, etc., and so talented that it just formed this like most charismatic team. And the best thing about it, Mick, they, they filmed this whole thing with these um with at the time film level film grade uh, cameras and they've, what just, the fuck? And, they, and they've had and they've had them sat in the in, like they've had this footage sat somewhere for 20 years i don't know where it's been i don't know how i don't know how oh it's been. So anyway the, the, they're doing this documentary right and then they keep referring back to the players now doing the interviews like in in their houses or whatever and it goes to the clips mate and the clips i'm telling you now are like an iphone like not quite but like just like an iphone footage so it feels like it's happening in this current day but just everyone's but, just, but like oh it's just everyone's wearing different clothes like it's weird it, it, the, the footage is that in depth. It's it's in the play. It's like with the. It's like all access, mate. It it, it, it talks through like Dennis Robbins' party antics, like the coaches, the the, the guy that uh, filled the coach. It, it goes through his like his background, like well, how he got the way he got to the owner. It's got footage of him on private jets, like in this person off that person on off. Like it's got inside stories that you've never heard before. It's just the most incredible thing. Yeah, I'm it's getting like, on that it's, tonight. It's, it's inspiring. It's educational. It's amazing content. It's just it just makes you fall in love with American sports. It just tells such imagine, a good story. Imagine who found that footage. Like that is like the equivalent of finding Tutankhamun's tomb these days. It's gold dust, <laughs> like, yeah. It's all anyone's consuming. The coronavirus. I don't need to find gold. I need to find the most unique documentary footage going. The burnt down Tiger King tapes. No, the last the last dance tapes. That would have been fucking awesome if I found that. <laughs> and and the other the other cool marketing flip, right? So Michael Jordan um actually is a ninety seven percent owner of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh and he bought a hundred million's worth over a billion now. His net worth's like about three billion quid, I think Michael Jordan. Incredibly successful. He's obviously this is obviously a uh, obviously a planned player by him because guess what else is trending on Netflix now? <laughs> what? Space Jam. Oh fucking and get, hell! And, get, and guess which? Yes. Guess guess what merch everyone's wearing now? Jordans, Jumpman, Jordans brand, and also Space Jam as well. That's absolutely genius. So it's, it's a genius marketplace, cool. but it's like absolute in depth, like value driven content. It's, it's just such an amazing watch. And anyway, I'm I'm going to do a review on on um on Tuesday of it. I've got a we've got a a um a bank holiday in the Netherlands on Tuesday, so I'm going to do a review with Ainsley. Um, on, the podcast, on the podcast, on the podcast, because he's, he's obsessed. Be cool. He's obsessed with it as well. Quality. That's a great episode, actually, as well. Um, to get Ainsley involved, this will be his first one, right? 
Yeah, mate, the, the last few weeks he's, he's been really keen to get on. Obviously, like football wise, he can't really do fuck all at the minute. Um, yeah, she's so been keen to be do a sick it. podcast. I was like, you're passionate about that, knowledgeable about that. Let's let's go for that. Start that. Good idea. And, like it could, it. and it might and it might get again someone else interested who at the minute doesn't give a shit about golf, but. And that'll open up the podcast from a side to be like, right, open it up to the, the Just Jacks community and be like, who wants to come on the show? And almost like a mastermind style thing where bring a, bring a you know, bring a topic and then you can kind of in-depth research it and go from there. And that's that's like the core of the conversation, but you could go off into whatever tangent you need to as usual. Oh shit, you mean like to get the audience to to, to pick the... Um... Yeah, or yeah. even just like any influencers out there, just be like, what are you really passionate about outside of your remit? Like, you know... From, if you pick a golfer who might not want to come on and talk about golf, because I know if I'm well, a lot of these racing drivers, whenever you quiz them about racing, they're always like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I want that, to talk about something different. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. That, that's, that's a really good point, mate. Um, oh, and by the way, did you see the last giveaway we did? No. Uh, so we, so the last, so basically the guy who designed Augusta National is a guy called Alistair McKenzie. And okay. The, the, um, and he he designed Cypress Point. He designed another uh, golf course called Pasatiempo, which is in uh, Northern California, near San Jose, like just south of San Francisco, just north of Pebble Beach, and like just north of Monterey Peninsula. And it's said to be like it, Bobby it inspired Bobby Jones and Alistair McKenzie to go and make Augusta National. And it's like he uh-huh. said, it's his favorite piece. It's an, it's an amazing, amazing golf course. It's semi-private, so you know th- there are tee times allowed, but it's like three hundred quid around. Um, and it's in, you know, it's got its members who've got the preferred times, etc. Um, I got the, the head professional, Ken Woods, came on the other day um, and given away a four ball. Um, their social media is like shot up through, like shot up because of it. Um, and obviously like That's people, great. people like this is like an incredible giveaway. I can't wait to like see four people enjoy that place who wouldn't usually be able to enjoy it, enjoy it, mate. Because it's like, it's that accessible, uh, that, that, um, that expensive, Iconic. sorry. But it's so iconic. It's just like I can't wait for people to see. Mate, yeah. that's sick. I'm looking yeah. at it now. Yeah, I've I've just I followed just Jackson the Veloce account because it's just swallowed up my entire personal social media. <laughs> doing this as a job now, mate. Um, so I've missed out on anything. So if it's if, if Veloce don't follow it, I don't consume it. Um, that's it's become a a little bit of a it's a it's a sad fact actually. I I, I want to do like a little review of like all the different jobs that I do in esports. And like how they look on the surface compared to how they are, but that's been one of the biggest drawbacks to to working in social media is that your personal consumption levels you just don't you don't want to do it anymore because you're sick of being on the the accounts if you know what I mean. Oh mate, that's uh, honestly like I've, I've I've especially since I've been going hard on TikTok the last two or three weeks. I just want to like chuck my phone in the bin at the end of the day sometimes to the point yeah. where like it affects my vision at the end of the day. Like I'm like I'm not seeing properly on the screen. I can't read it properly. I'm just like fuck fuck this shit but at the same time it's good because i don't i don't scroll and I, I never scroll through aimless stuff ever um, yeah true like pretty, pretty, honestly yeah. i might come across some random stuff like on a on a when i when i first go on the app or something but apart from that i know exactly which influences and which content creators i want to watch are going to educate inspire or, or or help me in some form of way i've got those guys i know who i want who i like i watch them on whatever platforms i do but i don't do any any scrolling so i guess it, it could yeah. be a benefit for you as well though True, because then I just narrow it down big time. Um, on the, I think because what it is, mate, is when I'm finished with it, I never log out. So right now, like, I'll go on my personal. I've got four notifications there, and there are two mess, two private messages from people that once from two days ago. Like, I just 
mm. never actually go on it. So I always feel like super rude on it. Just on that, then, when when do you announce the the winner of this competition? Because that is fucking sick. Uh, doing it next. Gonna do it next Friday, mate. Just gonna do it. Just gonna do a random draw. I like for this part of the competition. Obviously, like I want to grow the podcast. Obviously, um, so I was gonna do like a review. Of the podcast is like the main rule. But at the same time, like I didn't want it to be disingenuous. I want people to actually leave a review if they if they liked it. Um, yeah. So I did the PS at the end, like you get another entry if you review it, if you got any value from it, sort of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just a start. It's, it's just you, just a sort of a usual competition. Nothing, nothing too fancy. And you know, it's it's worth like it's worth an excess of of a thousand dollars. And that's it's, that's it's what the, sparked. The, that's the what ability sparked to the, actually. So go ahead. It's the ability to get on that course though, as well. Not just the money. It's pretty priceless that though. Like, oh, mate, the yeah. experience you'll get as a group of mates going around that course. Mate, the fact that Alistair McKenzie, if you're a golf perv, you know who Alistair McKenzie is. And, like, to play an Alistair McKenzie course where he, where he actually, his house is actually on the course still and it's got a plaque on it and stuff. It's just steeped in history views. It's just north of just north of Monterey, so it gets underlooked because um, it gets, you know, it gets, it gets caught up in um, in the shadow of Pebble Beach and stuff. Um, okay. But, mate, but it's, it's, it's what sparked the idea I was discussing with you yesterday about. Yeah, the are, are you, when you get a public that are you just going to give it more thought? I was uh, considering. I'll, 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 like, I'll, do we talk about that? Or not? <laughs> no, I'm I'm going to I'm going to spend some like I'm, I'm really going to spend a lot of time the next the next month like really trying to define it. Um, I'm building I'm starting to build a new website at the moment. I sacked the I sacked the other one off. It was like it was just wasn't fit for purpose anymore. I, like Will Will's create a website at the moment, and you should see what he, you're able to actually do on these on these just like. On these website platforms, and he's just built something amazing. And my the last one was like it was good, but I was like, no, if you want to kill it with the idea you've got, you've got to have an amazing website because everyone's website just looks the same. I feel like it's another. I think websites another opportunity in which to stand out in a place where you know people just started forgetting about them. Think, oh, they're easy to do. But I think if you just nail your website, it's a huge thing. Um, yeah. So I think it could be really interactive, like fun play with that. So I'm going to work on that. Uh, I need to find the product a little bit more, uh, but I think there's something really, really good there. We'll see. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. We'll see, mate. I'm looking forward, looking forward to it. Uh, Mick, I think we're, what, we up to an hour? Uh, oh, yeah. We're now we're an hour and six. We scheduled the start at like, I think we're an hour after we started because we just talked shit for ages when we got on the phone. <laughs> yeah. um, Shock. So we're going to end there, mate. It's it's uh, it, it's class talking again on podcast. We should uh, we should do this at least once a month, or once every few mate, weeks. When I'm you get keen time. anytime. Like I say, and we'll 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 get like a proper topic in, um, and we'll we'll try and put some structure on them for sure. I'm I'm keen to do it. Um, yeah, and we'll get you on the the blockchain one as well once we get that oh, one going properly. I fucking loved it. I like yeah, it's it's just good to shoot the ship. But like you say, like you need to become a core guest of the, of the show. Sounds good, man. I'm keen. Bye, Mickey. <laughs> I'll, I'll speak to you later on, no doubt. <laughs> are, we, are, we, are you actually going to really hang up this time, or are we going to stay on? Like, what's happening? Are you actually go? We didn't re-record the rules. No, you, you can hit stop when we're done. But before we're done, anyone who's still listening, this is you know this isn't just Jack shouting out because I don't work for the company. So I think you should definitely go and review the podcast if you haven't done so already, um, because it doesn't cost anything. It's free, and if you're actually still listening at this point. Like you've definitely enjoyed the podcast. So thank you very much for listening. Please go and review it to help Mitchell out and just Jacks because everything that we talk about during these shows, we want to make happen and we can't do that without the growth of the company. And we genuinely need people from the Just Jacks community's help. So 
you know, please go and do it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot, Mickey. Like, that's one thing I've learned from seeing you as well. Like, you've always said call to action, right? Like, that's one thing I just left out. Like, hit subscribe, review the motherfucker, like it, share it. It doesn't cost anything. It's fucking really good. It's actually a lot better <laughs> than, like, the, 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 a lot of the top 10 golf podcasts out there. Mark Crossfield's podcast came out the other day. It's number five on Apple Podcasts. And it is Fuck. fucking shit. He's a geek. <laughs> he's a dork. He, he, he comes out with, look, he might be a nice guy, but look, for me, his content's just for, 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 for absolute helmets. Um, yeah, no, man, your content's better than most, and we know that. And I, I actually listened to a random podcast the other day just to, because to, I saw a video on how much money podcasts make and stuff, and I thought, I'm going to go on this, this girl's podcast and see what it's like. Holy shit, it was crap. I was like, Jesus, it's just a matter of time, mate. you just got to keep putting the amount of effort in you're doing. And the rewards are definitely on the way. Cheers, bro. We'll see. I'm, 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 feel, I'm feeling good stuff coming, like you say. I, th- I feel like golf's in a good spot. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling feeling good. Good stuff, bro. Well, uh, peace out, brother. See you shortly. Bye. <laughs>